Well, let's have take two of Judd's hockey show. Zolgad, who was in his car, that's right. I was in my car when I got the news that Dean Everson had been fired, as we talked about uh, today earlier. So it's Judd. Uh, not the perfect conditions, but not too bad. Just arrived at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium for tonight's big Vikings-Bears tilt. It's Declan, obviously. Um, so, Declan, what we know right now is that Dean is out, which is not a shocker. And... John Hines, former coach of the Devils, and I think most recently the Predators, is in. Is there any more news to be gleaned from your end since I was just in route? Uh, I do not believe so, Joe. You hit on the main main talkers there. John Hines uh, taking things over, former Predators, former Devils head coach. Actually, like our friend Jesse Pierce pointed this out kind of brilliantly on Twitter, very much like Dean Evason, a very established AHL coach who has regular season success that has never gotten out of the first round. Um, but as of right now, no, John Hines is the, is the next coach. There was off uh, of note, Ryan Hartman got suspended the two games for the slew footing ex- incident as well that took place over the weekend. Uh, but no, John Hines is your seventh coach in Wild history, and Dean Evason has been fired. And it, has this been confirmed as far as the Hines hiring by the team as well now? Because it was a Russo report when I was driving in, so I didn't know if that has officially been confirmed. I know the team did confirm the dismissal of Dean late this afternoon. Yeah, they obviously uh, they confirmed the dismissal of Dean earlier this afternoon. Um, the team, let's see here, I do not believe that the team has not confirmed the hire yet of John Hines. At least uh, I have not gotten any word of that so far, but um, very interesting to say the least, that something had to take place. And it's interesting, too, I think, that they didn't just go to their AHL coach. They didn't just go to an assistant coach, that they already have a new guy in waiting, and it's John Hines. There's a few things about this um, that I think are intriguing. One is I, there's this feeling among some of the fans that, well, this isn't Dean's fault because the team is not that good. And, yes, I don't think this team is super talented. But I would say this. When you're not getting the most or even close to the most out of your best players, that begs for a coaching change. So I think we need to separate, yes, this team might not be that good with your best players and your entire team is not performing. Your penalty kill and Bob Woods, who is in charge of that, also has been dismissed. When you are looking at a situation where your team is all underperforming for a large stretch, um, that's going to come back, fair or not, on the coach. So do I think this team is miraculously now going to be great? No. Do I think this team is bad as it's playing? No. Um, My observation on John Hines is this. I'm with you. I'm a little bit surprised that they picked the guy immediately to step in. And I think that this is Bill. You know, Bill still, right or wrong, believes in this team and believes in these players. And my guess is he wanted to go get a guy he considered to be an established coach to try and turn things around. Is that going to be possible? I don't know. Do I expect a spark starting tomorrow against St. Louis? And then, interestingly enough, Hines going back to Nashville on Thursday? Absolutely. But I do think for all of those defending Dean, I think by the last two games, it had become untenable. I mean, I just, I didn't see anything that led me to believe that he was ever going to get anything from this team again. They just looked to be completely, for lack of a better term, riderless decks. Yeah, there was the quote from Dean Evans, uh, excuse me, from uh, Bill Guerin uh, in the athletic story that, that came out about 40 minutes ago right after the dismissal of from Garen that was we've got to change something. And I know that obviously goes without saying two to agree, but this was the only change that they could make. We, you and I discussed on a pod that posted uh, earlier this morning afternoon 
that this was the, really the only logical change that you could make because obviously you don't have tradable pieces. Um, you're still stuck stuck in salary cap hell, which the Wild are stuck in uh, for the next uh, another season after this. And this is really interesting because I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing that since John Hines has like no connection and no real like past with this team, that I think there's probably going to see him mix things up a little bit. And I'm sure the team's going to respond in a classic hockey fashion when they fire a head coach. Or are they kind of leaning into this just we're going to be bad? You know, I know that's a hard sell, and you can't really say that out loud as a GM and as a head coach, and especially this fan base that was awarded the Turkey of the Year from our friend Patrick Royce. But at the same time, th- this is uh, this doesn't like scream like, "Oh, thank God that that they got rid of Dean Evason and John Hines, the future, and he's going to get the Wild out of the rut and take them back to the playoffs." I I think I lean more towards the former which is they're probably going to embrace being a bad hockey team. I, I, I know that that's going to be hard to come to grips to, but that's what this move, that's what I'm, that's where I'm kind of thinking here at this point because I don't really see John Hine as the one that's going to pull all these necessary strings to make them a better team. Interesting, um, because I, I, you know what, one is I, I'd like to see what Hines got contractually here. Like, did, did he get the rest of the season? Did, did he get a two-year contract? Um, I don't know that Bill and Craig Leopold, who obviously owns the team, I don't know that they have it in their DNA to actually just uh, process or be okay with being bad. Like every time that, that when Garrett's appeared in our show decks and we brought that up, he's bristles. He bristles about, oh, no, we can be competitive. And I really think that he sees this team as being far more capable of being competitive than they've been. Now, my response is I agree. Like Matt Boldy, this is ridiculous. Kirill Kaprizov for a lot of the season, this is ridiculous. Uh, Marcus Johansson. Feel free to uh, show up at the party anytime that you want. But, yeah, I mean, does this team go three really solid lines deep? No. Uh, did Dean do some weird things? And and I don't know if that reflected on Bill, too. But, I mean, the Goudreau extension was one thing. But, you know, what? The Colorado game, he's on the second line. It's like, what are you even thinking, dude? He's you. He should be, and he was by, uh, by Sunday in Detroit on the fourth line. Um, but I don't know that the wild management can stomach what you just – suggested which of course is a big judd thing too like if you embrace being bad and hydraphic that's absolutely fine uh but i do think that this move is really really related to the fact that nobody could watch this including dean i I mean the last two pressers decks after the loss to colorado at home and then the loss on sunday at detroit dean looked like a guy desperate to be fired he looked like get me out of this i have no answers no one's performing well I, i mean there's no element of this team beyond Rossi being a nice surprise that has been anything and Marco Rossi was was counted on to play like this two years ago and just at that time simply couldn't so I just you know when it comes to Craig and when it comes to Bill I think that they still see this as a playoff type team do I think that's grounded in reality of like being able to make the playoffs and make a run absolutely not I almost would prefer if they came out and said what you said but I've never seen a hint of that, which is, hey, you know what? We just are not that good. We need more from a guy because you can't you can't allow Boldy to play like this. Like it's not permissible. But, you know, if they came out and said what you said, which is, hey, we're going to sort of take it in the breezers for a while here and get a high high draft pick. I think I would be on board. I just don't think that they have that. I don't think that they have that gene to say, screw it. It looks like a lost cause. 
And by the way, Hines and Garen do have a relationship together. Um, Hines was the AHL coach uh, in Pittsburgh when Garen was there. And then Ray Shararo, a senior advisor um, to, the, to Bill Garen in the wild. He was New Jersey's GM when the Devils hired Hines to be their head coach. So you have basically two of the next big guys that are in line in the front office who have familiarity here. And again, you know, do, I think logically speaking, if, you know, our friend of the show, Bill Guerin, joined us right now. He would say, you know, what what a lot of other people would want him to say, which is Hines going to be the one to pull the right strings. He's done it before. Um, you know, those Devils teams, those Predators teams, similar to the Wild. You know, I think the Devils might have had a little bit more higher-end talent, but, like, those Predators teams were similar. They were deep. They were good. They weren't necessarily going to blow your socks off, but um, but it's very comparable, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think that the best thing forward for this team is to get a high draft pick, and they're going to have to play the lottery odds. We we know it's not guaranteed just because you finished with the worst record, as we saw this last draft, that it guarantees you're going to get the top pick. But right now the Wild are in line to obviously have a top five pick, something that what they haven't picked in the top ten, I believe, since Matt. Five since, like, A.J. Thielen. Like, I can't remember the last time they picked in the top five. So, it has been a long, long time since the last time the Wild have kind of been in the conversation to be a lottery team. So we'll certainly see uh, where the Wild go from here with the new head coach. I think it was Benoit Pouliot in the Sidney Crosby draft yeah, because the, the Wild actually coming out of the lockout, I was covering that, and they kept like getting closer and closer. And I'm like, oh, my God, are they going to get Crosby? And, of course, what was I thinking? This is Minnesota sports. Of course they weren't. And they took Pouliot. Um, and I think that was the last time. But, yeah, there is a, a lot of things here. Um, I, I think in our next episode, we should definitely get more into the Heinz hiring because that to – be really frank about it does not excite me on the surface no. at all um but dean look i mean dean was dean had become not the short-term answer and i think that we've seen from his playoff experience that he was not going to have success he didn't adjust you know his classic meltdowns last year on the officials in the dallas series i thought was really misplaced yeah okay officiating screwed you welcome to sports yeah. but and and the decision and I'm sure that there can be blame assessed here goes outside of Dean, but the decision on goaltending, you know, Gustafson, what started game one was just unbelievable. It's like, you got to ride him and they bring back flower who we all love, but they brought back flower in game two. And it's like, that was a disaster. So, um, but the problem is, as you said, it's not like Heinz has had deep playoff runs himself. So I'm sort of hoping that this is just a test drive. It's probably not, but I guess if I had my druthers, this is a test drive. And once you get to the, to the spring and assuming that this team does indeed miss the playoffs you sort of get a mulligan here on this one uh but i do think i do think it was not prudent to keep dean i also hope that they have not made a long-term commitment to a guy who basically basically what what heinz is from what you just said declan is heinz is to garen what dean was to paul fenton because you know Paul, when he was the assistant GM to uh, David Poyle in Nashville, Paul was the GM of, at that time, the Milwaukee Admirals of the American Hockey League. And Dean was their longtime coach. And so uh, Paul brought Dean in to be Boudreaux's assistant. And we all thought, oh, my God, 
Bruce is done. Well, Paul got fired, and it was and it was eventually Bill who uh, promoted Dean. But the fact is, it sounds like the working relationship between uh, Bill Guerin and John Hines is very much the same. And we can get into to that again. I'm not sure that excites me much, but I do think that this team had to make some type of change. And um, if Dean was going to be the coach tomorrow night, which he's not against the Blues, then he probably shouldn't have been the coach on Thursday. So. Long story short, I don't know that I love the hire. I do like the decision to move on from a coach who clearly, I don't know, I'm sure I'm sure now stories will start to come out, but I mean, something happened there where he lost this team and lost it badly, and I don't think it appeared from his press conferences, Dex, that there was a recovering from this. It just looked like a lost cause. Yeah, they, they just simply had to make a change here. And again, I, I don't think Dean was a disastrous head coach. I don't, I don't think Dean was completely incompetent. Um, in fact, you probably definitely surpassed a lot of people's expectations of what he could be as a head coach when he had the interim label on him when they fired Boudreaux and ended up coaching here for four more years. So like at the end of the day, Dean Epson probably built up his case and knowing how NHL head coaches re- uh, are recycled, like he'll get another chance somewhere. I'm probably certain of that. Uh, but it is very not ironic, but like this poetic justice of classic hockey things where, yeah, Garen has a familiarity with Heinz and it's the same thing of why Paul Fenton brought in Dean Evison to kind of be this unwanted or not unwanted, but unheard of person that is going to be a new voice and kind of be an ob- observer of the room. And now what will Heinz do? Will Heinz put this team on the right track and will they win, you know, nine of their next 10 games and all of a sudden the wilder back in it? Or are they just going to be kind of a middling team that was, you know, definitely not living up to expectation, but clearly is just not good enough to hang in a really deep Western conference. So I'm I'm sure the wild will get sparked by this. I'm sure they're going to come out tomorrow night, probably get two points, probably win big, probably look like they're comfortable again. Uh, but in general, if if you're asking me for like the first time what the wild should do here, and I'm not trying to condone not winning, but I think this is the first time that you can kind of lean into being a bad team and get up good draft picks and start developing a little bit more and worry about losing Kirill Kaprizov later. Don't worry about that two years from now at this point, the wild aren't good enough to keep them in general. So what are you so worried about losing them in two years? Just figure this stuff out as it comes to you. And I'm concerned about Kirill, like Kirill, get your act together, right? Like, like I'm going to, I'm going to be concerned about uh, the the guy who we saw for what his first three years here, the guy that we've seen in 2023, 24 is a shell of himself. So that's the thing is, and yes, I think that this will give this team a spark and this team has been, pardon my French, dead ass now for how long? I I mean, they have been a dead ass collection of guys who are collecting paychecks. Um, But yeah, and and I think what Bill is going to say is, I think Bill is going to say the difference between Dean and John Hines is that Hines has coached in playoffs before in this league. Excuse the door slamming shut. That Hines has coached. That Hines has coached in in this league with teams like the Devils and Preds. Does that make a big difference in my book? I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But yes, I expect, and I think we discussed this today on JHS uh, this morning, sort of previewing this. I think we can expect a torch-like turnaround here. Like they'll get their act together. They'll play their butts off. They'll play hard. They'll beat the Blues. They'll probably get two points against the Preds because John Hines will say, win one for me, boys. Um, but is the... And I heard on my way in here, our phrase has been stolen. But What's what that? you're talking about is embracing the suck. 
you're talking about they should embrace the second. Now, I've heard that has been stolen in the media. I'm just, I'm outraged. I'm very upset about that. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't disagree. I just don't think there's any chance that we see them embrace it. I think they're going to try and milk all the points that they possibly can. They'll probably draft, you know, Dex 14th or something like that. I will say there are some teams at the bottom of the West that they are way too close to, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But again, Dean Evison is out reportedly. John Hines is in. The Wild has made a change that was absolutely necessary. And uh, Dex, un- unless you have more thoughts, I'm going to get to my football duties here and prepare for a post-game vent line where people will be a lot happier, I'm hoping, because of a Vikings victory. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit of slap back into reality here uh, after four days off. This is usually how it works in this business for people who run away. It's great. I love it. Let's well, you take some time off, then all of a sudden uh, more and more things start to happen. What's going on, Alec? Um, Alec Lewis from The Athletic there as well. Uh, so, yeah, hit that subscribe button. We'll be live after this uh, on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Again, the Wild have fired Dean Evison. This is Judd's Hawk Show. Appreciate everyone listening. Hit the subscribe button, the like button uh, for entertainment here on Score North.